In food news, the newest Chinese delicacy threatening world health is a 45-tentacled cephalopod, affectionately named the Solacina Cthulhu. It is prepared with a light coating of distilled adrenaline, a squeeze of lemon, and sautéed lightly in a pan until the screaming stops. Well, if you wanted honesty, you've come to the wrong place. is the Disinformed Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. And we are ever so enthused to have you here on a Thulu-themed episode. Not really, I'm kidding. I was going to say, come on now. I wish. It I flowed wish. so well with enthused, I just couldn't stop myself. Uh, the cunning linguist in me just had to continue with the phrase. I know that weed is technically legal now, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sadly, a lot more people are going to start believing that I make sense, and far more people are going to continue to not make sense to me. And I yeah, think that gonna, is the gonna get only real, outcome. Real. Yeah, there was a, a funny meme that I saw uh, from a, an acquaintance, and it's essentially like fog, smoke all around, like a like a car, or and it. Uh, <sighs> Fuck ah, me. Oh, that's a Boy, great I just joke. Pulled a Michael. Yeah, thanks. No, um, <laughs> essentially it was recreational weed users after they spend $60 for one joint for the first time. They're like, 60 bucks? Uh, because everyone probably has this uh, notion that it's going to be cheaper than it is. But if you've ever, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, if anyone has seen the cost of cigarettes slash tobacco and plus, uh, so here's the joy of me working in the circles that I do is I was a part of a meeting today where the host failed to show up because, uh, they were having issues with their zoom. And in the course of the meeting, they were having a discussion about the fact that now the legalized weed is actually going to have more hurdles because uh, since it is still not legal federally, you cannot take out a business loan in order to open a dispensary and start, you know, functioning like this. It's a whole bunch of nonsense. And so academics are twiddling their thumbs about what this means for them in the grand scheme of things. And I felt <laughs> my brain straining against the trap of my skull like a face hugger <laughs> straining to get out of the egg and i was like hey, this is gonna be it this is the day where i'm officially just gonna lose my mind <sighs> yeah well hopefully by the time that this airs um we continued to have good news i was gonna say i i feel like i'm not entirely certain we even f need to touch on that because nah. it, we don't need to time stamp ourselves to exactly how oh you mean like is. when covid started when covid continued uh -huh. and, you know, like the 17 episodes where we were just self-helping each other <laughs> pretty much <laughs> well i mean because if we're one if we start forecasting that actual good news will occur and it doesn't occur then of course you know there's going to be a lot of folks with their pitchforks in the air I wasn't even talking about them. about that. I thought the good news was that the asteroid finally hit. God, I hope so. Quab, I yeah. hope so. Yeah. 
every entity that has been created uh, via the Lovecraftian mythos, I hope. Um, Michael, did you get my my mail that I sent you over PlayStation? His name is Jim, uh, and he has been purchased from Czechoslovakia. I found, out, uh, I found out that PlayStation Network doesn't let you send a certain word. Oh. oh. Because I saw your activity this morning that you had gotten two rare trophies in Amnesia. And I, you can comment and like activities, as sometimes I sarcastically do to both of you. And I liked it, and then I commented, cuck. And it censored all of cuck, like all, <laughs> like it just, just, it just put asterisks instead. Huh. So then I commented again and I said, you know what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just four asterisks. I was waiting. It was either, <laughs> what what would you have thought that I'd, I'd said if you just saw four asterisks and I was left, you were left to like decipher it. Cunt. Probably. Yeah. That's honestly, that's, I thought the word that you were going to say when you said, well, I know that a word is censored. I'm like, you, uh, you missed the boat. Yeah. Yeah. You missed the boat. I missed the boat. Relative to continuity on this podcast, it should have been. (laughs) (laughs) That's not four letters. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I'm not going to spell it out because I don't want to censor it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Will you just bleep him instead, like do an actual bleep instead of? Oh, your, I, I your don't fancy know how to stuff? do that on Audacity. I don't know you, how to find bleep. How about you just rip it off of a like YouTube censor sound and then? But just you rip just it. get oh, another co-host. You lazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a pen. <laughs> he's calling oh you a cocksucker. That's what he's calling you. Yeah, he's calling you a cocksucker. Yes. No. So you just you just had to like you had to get that out of your system like just been, like no just been, like, like a Asher. month or so it like, takes uh, a real man to suck a cock we've <laughs> we've established this I don't want you to oh, okay. impugn anybody you want me to share this before we we dive in oh please please yeah okay. feel free so one I miss you Shane the office looks cozy and uh, it was really fun to be over there last it week. was it was very lovely to have you it'll never um, happen again it, yeah you know who knows however or not however. Uh, I've started mixing the song that we tracked, mm-hmm. and that involves all of the members of our band, except for directly our drummer. I, I programmed his drums, so he's also one of the most particular members in our group, and I'm trying to appease him, and I'm giving him a lot of control and saying, hey, tell me if things are wrong, tell me what I should change, uh, so on and so forth. And and he's done that. He's just kind of a pain in the ass to work with sometimes, and he doesn't really respond fast enough for me to be able to do uh, to work as fast as I want to. Anyway. So here's an exchange that we had uh, once uh, I'd sent him a revisional mix for his part. It's like, hey, check this one out. Should be all corrections but the snare. I need to do that in post. And he goes, give me a bit before I check it out. I just got home. I got a shower and cry. I said, you can save time by just crying in the shower. Also, you're showering now because you got home. You just got home and I'm going to be showering here in a second because I work at five. We're officially ships passing. He goes, we could probably save water if we just showered together. I said, I'll yeah. pick up the soap. I don't even view you as a threat. He goes, <laughs> sounds good. I'll ignore your fapping if you ignore my sobs. And I said, honestly, will make me finish quicker. Dear God, is this sexting? Did you just trap me into sexting? I'm a God-fearing man. And he says, uh, God-fearing maybe, but I ain't made you a man yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh... 
And he says, well, this will make a better opening story than my persimmons, which is how we opened up Damn Jams Volume 3. Uh, both fruits in a way, I said. He goes, I beg to differ. Nothing manlier than two dudes fucking. Sept, maybe three dudes fucking. <laughs> and that is our Asher in a nutshell. Yes. <laughs> or nutted on. Either way. So well. there there you have it. So speaking about um, sex, two dudes fucking and three dudes fucking. What are you talking about today, Michael? This That's actually a perfect Sigourney segue. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So today's topic is actually, so I kind of teased this at the, like a long time ago. I can't even remember when I first mentioned that I wanted to do an episode on Scientology, um, but I just got too afraid of it because like it, it's just a big old mess of Because fuckery. usually when the word science is involved and you talk, it gets boring? Well, there's no science about Scientology. I'll, no. I'll, I'll spoil that I was just saying, you. just like South historically. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, so I've been wanting to do a piece on Lafayette, Ronald Hubbard, the creator of the religion, for a long time Go ahead now. And get him, get him, Dad. One, one more again. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, I see. I only wrote his la- his first name once because I didn't want to say that the rest of the time. Okay. Um, but uh, in part, I wanted to do, I wanted to cover this guy for a while. Uh, in part because I knew that he created the Church of Scientology. You wanted and to I cover that, him that, in Spunk, yes, yes, as as one usually does. Hence the Sigourney segue. Now it all makes sense. It's, it's yeah, just yeah, we're, we're exactly. getting we're tying we're tying it back in. He was thrown yes. into stark relief for me finally. Yes. Um, and I knew that the Church of Scientology was a really wild religion, uh, so I figured if the rela- religion that the guy created was wild, then he must be even wilder, and I was most certainly correct. Um, I can't do this guy justice in one episode, um, let alone two or three. Uh, I actually have planned, and I don't know if, if Shane read this in the chat, but oh yeah, I yeah. have this set into six episodes, which I will not be presenting all at the same uh, in one after the other in sequential order, because... Fuck that. Um, also, I would I would think that a lot of people would complain if I deprived the other hosts of this mm. show of well, uh, of presenting. I'm sure Christian well, Stitcher uh, would would be very upset if she had to hear more of you. Mm-hmm. Let's have a quick conversation. Firstly, to clarify that what we usually do here on this little podcast is that we, as a collective which is now being whittled down like Survivor the Home Game. So what we're going to get to is Michael will present a topic wherein he will explain some random or esoteric thing. And by the nature of explaining it to both John and I, he will lie about said thing. And it is then incumbent for uh, John and I to ferret out the lies, process them in situ, point at them and scream interloper. Or possibly. And, uh, you know, and then we will be all done and wrap it up in a, a quaint and fun little package. Because I'm going to officially mutiny and say I, I throw up my hands and I don't care about you people enough to do any work on this podcast anymore. If John doesn't have to, I'm tapping out. No! And I quit. No! Hey, I made a Halloween theme and I presented the best topic of all time. Okay, so. yeah. So I, I don't need to, you know, pale in comparison. I am just going to slink back into the background of obscurity like I have in all my other facets of existence and just be the crumb snatcher that's hanging out in the corner of the room, just failing to accomplish. We already have one of those, okay? <laughs> we can't have two. Uh... Do, you, do, you, do you want to talk about it? 
No. I, I thought we were talking about it. My therapist says I don't have to talk about these things. Well, you tell Tiffany that she doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about, okay? Wait, also, you see Tiffany? Also, she needs up the dose. Well, I've had breakfast at Tiffany's. He, ah. he doesn't really see Tiffany. The uh, the glory hole that he meets her at doesn't really facilitate eye to eye contact. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I mean, I pay I Shane's pay premium, do not but reflect the views of the Disinformed Podcast. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> yeah, because so... I'm the insensitive one. I forgot. <laughs> no, no, it's me. It's me. It's me. It's me. Oh my god. <laughs> so so I'm gonna just cover his early years. Um, today long before he participated in the occult uh wrote a book on mental health created a religion and sailed the seas with his personal fleet of ships as commodore of an elite quasi-military group of scientologists he's very fond of semen true yes yes yes. so l ron hubbard was born in the wait there are five lies was that where you were about to ask yeah 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 Yeah. that's that's in all six parts right no all six That's... glorious, entertaining parts. No, no, no. <laughs> just just five lies for this episode, okay? Just like Michael, there are six glorious and entertaining parts, and at least three of them are fingers. Uh... <laughs> okay, oh, sorry, you're already you're already getting punched. You're you're already getting beat up this week by having to record in a fucking closet. So we should probably like give you some grace yes, this week. Yes, I should say Michael has been really just like the the prime operator of the struggle bus, trying to even get this episode recorded. You'll oh see God. it on the after dark, yeah. in, in episode three of Prayers and Miracles. But mm-hmm. he, uh, you know what you look like. You look like uh, one of the hosts or like announcers of like a high school news morning news show. Oh yes, because the sheets right behind me and all that. Yeah, other sh- yeah. No, I see that now. I see that now. Where it's like really crudely done, but it's because <laughs> it's like people just learning how to do it for the first time. Yeah. No, I I see that. That's wow. that's great. <laughs> Speaking of anyway. ham-fisted things, uh, can we, first, before we dive any further into this topic, just discuss what an egregious sort of error in judgment it is for the United States government to say that Scientology can be certified as a religion, and yet the Satanic Temple is still struggling along and, and fighting against the current in order to get themselves certified. No, That's they, they, just they disgusting are certified. To me. Well, they, no, they are they're, certified they're tax as a religion. Exempt. Yeah. yeah. They they have the freedom of religion cause because that's what the whole thing with the abortion well, that that John that John explained. What I think Shane means is that they both are, are tax exempt, right? But what I mean Scientology, is, you don't get like goffed at. Well, you do, but it's a different kind. Like it's I, not that, like that Scientology is held in a sort of a higher standard. Is that oh well, oh, they're okay. kooks, but they really mean it. Whereas, yeah. you know, the the Church of, uh, or, you know, the Satanic Temple in and of itself, they're just going like, oh, they're just putting on airs. Yeah, like, if Tom Cruise would have uh, come out in support of the Satanic Temple and been like, I am, you know, the celebrity member now of the Satanic Temple, I cannot even imagine the headlines. They w- it would have been way more blown out of proportion than than the Scientology True. bit, which so- was still wacky. They yeah. just need an appropriate figurehead or a celebrity endorsement, probably to dance around Oprah or uh, I mean on an Lucian Oprah episode. Lucian Graves is awesome and everything, but he is just uh, he looks menace- menacing. You know, like you need like a softer. I, yeah, uh, I like face. that. 
I mean, you don't hear the the name the Satanic Temple and then think of cute and cuddly. Unfortunately, like you just think of like uh, Stellan Skarsgård after like a bender for three or four days, <laughs> stumbling out with his pants, uh, you know, his shirt untucked out of his pants with a broken bottle in his hand. Like, come on, motherfucker! Um, I promise this is my last off-topic thing. For I doubt now. it. Uh, Becky finished the stand. Ooh, oh, fantastic! Nice. And she loved it. So you guys were correct. We were all correct. For almost a whole year. Anywho, Michael, speaking of semen. Uh, speaking of, um, I, I guess, science fiction, but not really science fiction. Speaking of fiction. Science. Uh, so, friction. Yeah. Yes. Mm, friction. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard was born in the beautiful city of Tilden, Nebraska. Bullshit. In the year of our, <laughs> in the year of our Lord. <laughs> Did he get you? Yeah, because I wanted to do it. <laughs> I decided not to. I was like, I'm not gonna. <laughs> what you felt bad about beating a dead horse? Because uh, okay, you're good. not Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. Stop uh, it. <laughs> he was born there in the year of our Lord 1911. He was the only child of a Leodore May and Harry Ross Hubbard, a former U.S. naval officer. Eliador? A uh, a Leodor or Lador. Lador, not Leodor. Qua? Leodor. Qua? Okay, Qua. moving on. Hello? Uh, a Hello? former U.S. officer. He was only former for a little time as Little Hubbard's dad joined the Navy in 1917 during World War One. Uh, and that's important because during the 20s, the Hubbards repeatedly relocated around the United States and overseas, living in places like Washington, D.C., Seattle, Guam, and Montana. I know. If you had to choose all the places you wanted to live, I would definitely choose D.C., Seattle, Guam, and Montana. Now, uh, did you say places in the United States and then and throw overseas? Okay, all right. I'm and sorry. Actually, My brain just Guam filtered is it. a U.S. territory. So you're a U.S. territory. Oh, Gotti! Gotti! John Gotti! <laughs> Grab my shotty. Hubbard and his mother also visited China, <laughs> Japan. Is it old and- mother Hubbard? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's let's fuck him to death today. <laughs> that's that's fine. I'm sorry, that's I can't fine. pass that by. <laughs> when I said little Hubbard earlier, Hubbard and yeah, his mother, Lil, Lil Hubbard, oh, Lil uh, Hubbard and his mother, me. old Hubbard, in the cupboard. Um, yes. They also visited China, Japan, and the Philippines around this time, mm. uh, where he recorded his impressions of the ports that he visited, noting his disdain for the poverty of the inhabitants of China, mm. whom he described in fairly racist terms, which I can repeat for you if you would like. I'm intrigued. Uh, he called them, and I'm going to censor this because I want to, he called them... Fuck. Yes. Okay. Oh, Jesus and Christ, guys. Lazy no. and ignorant. I already said I'm going to censor that. Um, aside from Yeah, but being, they'll know that you said it. <laughs> I'm repeating a quote. He literally yeah, wrote that. I would hate to be in a car with you and rap music. <laughs> I don't sing that during rap music. I literally just stone face stare off while they say those say that word. I I don't have the yeah. Anyway, <laughs> when has that Just... been used in rap? <laughs> oh no! I <laughs> yeah, I, it was it was an example. I was saying I was saying yeah, yeah, okay. I was saying yes. he's like it's okay. That I said it because it's in a quote. You yeah, know, it's, but whatever. Anyway, aside from being impressed with a part of the Great Wall of China that he visited, he wasn't. 
he was unimpressed with China, writing in his diary. They smell of all the baths they didn't take. The trouble with China is... There's another racial epithet there, so I'm not going to say it. Yeah. We get it. L. Ron Hubbard's a piece of shit. I think we're going to be illustrating that point in many other ways. How old was he when this was happening again? Uh, During the 20s. So as a um, child... Yeah. Yeah, as a as a either a young child or a very or a teenager. Wow. Yes. Um, while visiting China, he spent weeks questioning Buddhist lamas and watching them meditate. He also met with a man named Old Mayo, supposedly the last Chinese magician in a line that stretched back to the court of Kublai Khan. Is this all bullshit? What is? <laughs> Old Mayo. This at whole least. section. No, the lama has to be bullshit. Yeah. Okay. Both of you are right. Um. He did not spend weeks questioning Buddhist lamas and watching them meditate. Uh, he this was all uh, this was all reported according to the official Church of Scientology uh, biology or uh, uh, biography. Was that one or two lies that we caught? Uh, no, that's just one lie. It's all this whole aspect of them of him questioning lamas and talking to this Chinese magician. Okay. That's revisionist that was all one history. Bullshit. Okay, yeah, uh, this was recounted by Hubbard in his 1982 novel Battlefield Earth. Um, he also recounted many adventures in the company of a mayor, or I'm sorry, Major Ian MacBean of the British Secret Service, uh, oh, where Lord. he encountered Cantonese pirates, engineered a jungle road across part of, part of Guam, and decked an Italian swordsman named Giovanni. This was all recounted by him in that biography. Okay. Of all sorts. very yes. credible. Yes. 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 Um, while living in Guam... He spent much of his time writing dozens of short stories and essays, and when he wasn't doing that, uh, he was failing the Naval Academy entrance examination. In the fall of 1929, Hubbard was enrolled at the Swavely Preparatory School in Virginia to prepare him for a second attempt attempt at the Naval Academy exam. Uh, During his first semester, Hubbard complained of eye strain and was diagnosed with nearsightedness, which prevented any enrollment in the Naval Academy. Well, it was all that naval gazing he was doing. Mm-hmm. And I, I only write this because this kind of comes up later on where he kind of almost per, like pretends to be a hypochondriac for the sake of um, getting out of stuff. Uh, as an adult, he'd write to himself, your eyes are getting progressively better. They became bad when you used them as an excuse to escape the Naval Academy. Ah. Yes. So to avoid future entrance exam failures, he went to Woodward School for Boys Uh, when he was already over 18, in Washington, D.C., to qualify for admission to George Washington University without having to take the entrance exam. Um, Yes, he graduated from the Woodward School of Boys in June 1930 and entered GWU in September of that year. So that was a little bit of the boring part, but now I can actually talk about his college years and his not college years, which is actually a lot more interesting. Ooh. Yes. And this is when this is when the party starts. Yes. Hubbard's two-year career at George Washington University was considered to be very important to the development of Scientology. While his major was civil engineering, he took other courses like atomic physics, later graduating with a degree in nuclear physics. Uh I'm I'm calling bullshit on the physics. 
He did take the atomic physics course, but he did not graduate with a yeah, degree. Yeah, I was going to say, there is no way he, that man's graduating uh, at all with anything relative to physics with you. Yeah, no, you're right. He only claimed later in life to have graduated with a degree in nuclear physics, when in fact he did not earn any degree at all, not returning to GWU for the 1932 fall semester after being placed on academic probation the, the following semester. Okay. Did he also have night terrors? No. Uh, he did take a class on atomic and molecular physics, which I mentioned, but he got an F. He was fantastic. Yes. He was more of an extracurricular kind of college student, helping to organize the University Glider Club, uh, a club devoted to flying unpowered aircraft. And he also wrote for the student newspaper as a reporter. Okay. Now, I will tell you about the Caribbean Motion Picture Expedition. All right. Using his connections in the newspaper in May 1932, he made an announcement that he had organized an expedition to the Caribbean for, quote, 50 young gentlemen rovers aboard the schooner. Wait, 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 wait. Say that. Say that again. 50 young gentlemen rovers. He's he is very big into being around schools of boys and, uh, you know, gentlemen rovers. And uh, he's big on hatred. You know, ships and, and seamen, so I just, I'm not casting aspersions at the man. I'm just pointing out a correlation between a lot of the facts you've illustrated here. Yes. It's a fair connection. Um, <laughs> so, he organized this expedition aboard the schooner, which is a, a decently sized sa- sailboat. Yes, for uh, anyone who has enjoyed mall rats. Thank you. That's exactly what I was thinking about. Oh, you okay. dumb Fuck. bastard. It's not a schooner, it's a sailboat. Okay. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Mall Rats, but I know you of the should. Movie. That's a that's a good I one. Know. I think it ages well. There's there's plenty of movies I need to see. You know that. Um, so this the schooner schooner whatever I schooner works. To, yeah, was named the SS Poseidon. <clears throat> the goal of the Caribbean motion picture expedition was to explore and film pirate strongholds and to collect whatever one collects for exhibits and museums. Was he working Quote, for Disney? No. <laughs> That's what it was dubbed, this expedition. All right. The expedition fell apart almost immediately. Before their departure from Baltimore on June 23rd, 10 of the 50 gentlemen rovers jumped ship, not literally. Uh, after departure, the ship was bo- blown far off course by storms, making an unexpected landfall at Bermuda, which is about a thousand miles off course, um, away from their first intended stop, the island of Martinique. Uh, 11 more of these rovers quit before leaving Bermuda. So we're already almost halfway down the numbers here. Uh, En route to Martinique, it was discovered that all the ship's fresh water had leaked away. So more uh, people abandoned ship upon arrival. (laughs) As the expedition was short on funds, the ship's owners ordered it to return to Baltimore, bringing an end to what the captain described as the worst trip I ever made. No small wonder. Yes. (laughs) Uh, uh, is the is it being blown that far off course bullshit? No, that was true. And I actually okay. like went on Google Maps to kind of estimate the distance that they blew Yikes. far off course. Yeah, it the, wow. really far. Um, Hubbard nonetheless presented the expedition as a success, blaming the captain for everything. Mm. Uh, quote, the ship's dour Captain Garfield proved himself far less than a Captain Courageous, requiring Hubbard's... Uh, Ron Hubbard's hand at both the helm and the charts. Well, he is a fuck what which is happy to be self-aggrandizing, it seems. <clears throat> oh, yeah. 
So after graduating from or leaving the university, which was the lie that you caught, mm. uh, Hubbard then carried out an expedition from November 1932 to February 33 to Puerto Rico, uh, where at the behest of the United States Geological Survey, he made the first complete mineralogical survey of Puerto Rico. It was considered to be a pioneer exploration in this field where greater de great detail was made regarding the mineral composition of the island from the rugged hinterlands of central Puerto Rico to the beautiful beaches of the coastline. But when was he ever fully versed in geography? Like, or sorry, geology. At college, obviously. Well, he didn't graduate from college, so uh, I'm... Did he get another one? I'm calling yeah, bullshit on that. One. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you caught the, the government <laughs> while, while they will send out uncredited individuals to do mammoth tasks like run a country, uh, I find it very difficult to believe scientific exhibitions will just be handed over to somebody. True. And you did catch the lie before I finish it. So I'll just say the rest of the lie, but obviously the rest Please, of the Please feel free. It. Okay. During the survey, he also quote, sluiced island rivers and crisscrossed the island in search of elusive gold. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if this was part of the official mineralogical survey or if he was just doing that in addition to the survey. Okay. Was, uh, is this also pulled from a book or where did you get this from? This was also part of the official uh, Church of Scientology. Okay. Bio wow. Bio they, wow. They really, they're doing oh. better writing than he ever did, which is uh, impressive. Yeah. That is impressive. Speaking of additional work, uh, he also took this journey to, quote, conduct much ethnological work amongst the interior villages and native hillsmen. That's sinister as fuck. Yes. Um, so he did. So that was all a lie. Hubbard did go to Puerto Rico from November 1932 to 30, uh, February 33, uh, but not to take part in a grand survey, obviously. In fact, his father had sent a request to the Navy Department to uh, get, provide his son passage to Puerto Rico to help the Red Cross um in relief work on the island. A couple weeks before, Puerto Rico was hit by Hurricane Katrina and suffered catastrophic damage. Uh, and Hubbard went to help with the relief effort. W Wait. What? Did a time jump? Did I miss a time jump? <laughs> he has a lie and a lie with the Hurricane Katrina there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was actually the 1932 San uh, Caprian hurricane. Hurricanes weren't formally named until I like that you've now decided that Inception is a part of this, where you can just ensconce a lie within the lie, and or the explanation of the lie, I should say. Right. This is why I'm just leaving it up to you from here on in, because no. uh, if you're going to try to get this inventive with stuff, uh, I don't care to keep up. That's the only thing I've like. Uh, the only thing I've done that's interesting. I'm just teasing. Go on. Uh, <clears throat> um, it wasn't clear. It isn't clear whether Hubbard actually contributed to the relief effort, uh, but he did say later that he had been a field executive of Red Cross while he was there. Okay. During his, at some point, yeah, at some point during his stay, he appeared to have done some work for a DC firm called West Indies Minerals Incorporated, uh, where Hubbard surveyed a small property near the town of Laquio. Uh, according to Hubbard's own account, yes, according to Hubbard's own account, <laughs> he spent most of his time in Puerto, Puerto Rico prospecting unsuccessfully for gold. Okay. So he was he did prospect, but he didn't do anything useful with it. He Given successful. his stance on uh, the great individuals that occupy, you know, Asia, I don't think anyone would want him doing yeah. anything anthropological at all, <laughs> culturally One, speaking. 
one thing that one kind of aspect that I did get from because uh the Wikipedia article because I all I got this all <sighs> from his early life and then also the main page on him from okay. Wikipedia. I didn't use any other extra sources, but they do quote a lot of the uh by of uh, the biography from the the official biography from the Church of Scientology saying that the official biography says this. All right. We don't really think that. <laughs> this is other records of him not doing that. All right. Um but one thing that was kind of a major theme was that when he was younger he would try and learn about other culture learn about other cultures and try and understand these various religions so when it was his turn, he could develop his own. Mm-hmm. He never did any of that. He probably just looked disparagingly at all the people he had to deal with in Puerto Rico. Uh-huh. Same as all the people he had to deal with in Guam and China and Japan and the Philippines, etc. His folks may have purchased him the World Book Encyclopedia, you know, all 87 volumes. Yeah. So after his success in Puerto Rico, Hubbard returned to Washington, D.C. in February 1933, where he began a relationship with a fellow glider pilot named Margaret Polly Grubb, uh, marrying her in April. Uh, They had two kids within a couple of years and were chronically short on money for a majority of that time. Uh, This is where Hubbard began his science fiction writing career and also where I'll end this episode. Oh, Yes. Well, man, you you blitzed us through that information. Yeah, I did. I I wrote my typical three pages worth of material. I thought I was gonna say, you know, yeah. if 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 the length of your your Hubbards are gonna be around this, then I'm I'm okay. Yeah, I, also, I wanted to make it bite sized pieces. You're if laughing. You... I said length of your Hubbards. Ha! That's you... that's next time. Sorry. If you try to blitz your way through it like the micro machine salesman each time as well, that'll probably help. Okay. Well, what was the uh what was the we missed one lie? Uh yes, so we got the Buddhist Lamas and Old Mayo, which I thought that line was just absolutely bizarre. <laughs> Old Mayo, the last Chinese magician in a line going all the way back to Kublai Khan. I'm uh-huh. like, wow, that's that's a well, Don't break your arm dragging yourself off there. Exactly. They graduated with uh, nuclear physics. I'm surprised you didn't get this one, especially uh, when when did Mallrats come out? Ninety two. Okay, so it's it was like a, probably a decade or so more after this other one. Wait, so, did I get that right, Shane? Yeah, I think it, it's actually nine. Uh, Clerks was ninety two, well, so I think it's ninety four or ninety five. Okay, for Mallrats. So, 95. um, okay, I called the the Schooner. The SS Poseidon. I mean, at this point, it's like it's a ship. I I assume that would be a reasonable name for the ship, but okay. So yeah, that was a lie. Um, it was a Leslie. It was based off. It was a reference to a Leslie Nielsen movie, uh, called The Poseidon Adventure. Um, the actual schooner is named Doris Hamlin. Oh fuck off, <laughs> Doris Hamlin. <laughs> yes, I looked at that. And I'm like, that's such a stupid name. I have to call it something better. I mean, there's a bunch of semen aboard the Doris Hamlin. Uh, that just that's semen far more of. fun yeah. to me yeah. than the you know, Poseidon adventure. And you see yeah. when they all rush, all, when all this, all the semen rushes out of Doris Hamlin. Let's not talk about rush. We've already you know realized it's a sore subject. <laughs> it's not pertinent to our conversation here, John. So yeah, that's I right. Guess, I guess what pun. I can do because I kind of already <laughs> planned out the next couple of episodes or uh, sections, I guess, on mm, this. Okay. So I can tell you the big, uh, like 
section titles because that's how I usually write. Okay, what's my the scripts. section title? All right, so episode two we have a uh, serial pulp fiction writer, which was what he was primarily known for mm. until the Scientology. Excalibur, which will be fun to uh, read about. The Alaska trip and his military career. Plot twist, he did go back into the military. Okay. Episode three, Jack Parsons, which this one is going to be my favorite episode to write. Jack Parsons, sex magic and psychiatric treatment. (laughs) So Hubbard collaborated with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, thank you. We're actually going to see some connection with the... um, the Church of Satanism, Levian Satanism. Oh, yay. Yes, in that episode, um, mainly through Jack Parsons, um, but there are going to be some ties to that. Uh, episode four, we're going to cover, I'm going to butcher this, so I'm going to try and get this, uh, like practice it. Uh, the Dianetics, which yes. was his attempt. You got it. Oh, cool. His Good attempt job, at Michael. a self help book. I have my moments. They're now, very rare and few and far in between. Quick question. But, uh, uh, John and I both are familiar with Dianetics because of Tenacious D. Am I correct? Really? <laughs> huh. Okay, okay. Well, we're going to have an old episode on that. Uh, and we're going to end that episode on what I call the kidnappings, which is going to be fun. Okay. Are they God uh, in 60 seconds? Who knows? Maybe. Uh, the last two episodes are going to cover the Scient- Scientology, the rise, the religion, the conspiracies and controversies. And then the last one is going to be about Sea Org and then Life on the Run and his death. So. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. no, you are taking us on an adventure. Oh, yes. his life is most certainly an adventure. So it's, it's, it's going to be good. There's sex magic and rituals in the occult. So life can be a dreamy cock. <laughs> <laughs> Shadoom. Is that so? <laughs> Why did wow, you turn I, I... into Scuttle? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, we're recording this now, so what, I have two weeks from today to get uh, to get some thanks killing up in here? Yeah. Sure. That's true. Nice. And then nice. and then Shane can... You know, what you can do, Shane, if you aren't satisfied with the listenership of your episodes, is that you can uh, copy <laughs> off of John's episodes and just half-assedly watch a movie and cover it like he did. I I already am the progenitor of that movement, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, he made it popular and I'm piggybacking off of it. No, I thought I thought John didn't uh, never mind. I'm I'm having a stroke here. Ignore me like what you normally do. I've been trying to do that since you got here. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we usually don't uh don't have this much time on our hands. This is yeah. weird. It's almost yeah. like we we jumped. I think we I think we came too early. early. Yeah. Um, what else is new? Do you ever get let's so excited the, uh, that you just come come early? Let's do the time warp again. I'll admit, I definitely said that way faster than I was expecting. I usually mm. bank on three pages for an episode. You also usually fumble fuck a good deal, so you truly Maybe did, you should have just kept well. tearing me up um, like <laughs> at the beginning, kept interrupting. Watching so, the phrasing here. Uh, nope, no nope, tearing like me up. That, uh, that John did point out that he saw you playing Amnesia online and didn't say a bloody thing about the fact that I am now balls deep in Sekiro. And wait, wait, neither wait, wait, one wait, wait, of wait, wait, you wait, wait, wait. Have, have attempted to dive on this at all. I actually be... have been thinking about that because I started watching a lot of the, what, Afro... Afro, Afro sends you? Yes. Yes. Um, and I, I just... I, I think I'm going to try okay. and play it again. I, I have some questions. Fire away. I have some answers. 
one how much did you purchase it for uh it is on sale currently so how much uh 40 okay i i've i have thought about it for long enough that i figured at this point if i continually go back to the concept i'm like i'm i'm gonna play it and i'm gonna like it and Uh, thus far i have I guess it's not a question, but two, you're getting in it at the, the best time because it just had a patch where they added oh. in some like boss rush modes, mm-hmm. which could be fun for you later down the road. Um, and also, sorry that I didn't pick up on that. I didn't uh, didn't see it on the news feed, but also I haven't really been. I, I saw it this morning, just out of you know luck on Michael's thing. If I would have seen you were playing Sekiro, I would have already hit you up directly. I'm sure. Uh, are where where have you gotten to? Uh, this I is have so already so captivating. I have made it to the <laughs> Ashina Castle. Oh, okay. Fun. fun. Yes, and I have uh, and you're made enjoying it. Up. it? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. I have not had any rage moments yet. I I am really oddly enough very zen about the playthrough on this, which I are have you just... liking the parry timings? It's uh, not something that I would say I have the greatest timing in, in the world on. You kind of have to get used to it enemy by enemy, it seems. But uh, it's not nearly as frustrating as my first run through on Bloodborne was. Nice. Mm. I'm really excited for you. Genuinely. Yeah. yeah. Shoot. It's, uh, and also, this has been a, a absolute week of firsts because uh, Melissa will appreciate. I bought my first pair of sweatpants since I was, you know, like preteen. Whoa. For some reason, I just have never really been hip to the whole thing. Uh, one, I, mean, I tend to run hot to begin with, so like yeah. having anything on my legs is kind of problematic. But exactly. uh, I officially adopted the uniform for those who are uh, working remotely, according to Melissa. So I got I got my sweatpants and, and my uh, my t shirt, and I am I am fully fledged. Kind of look like a, like a quarter New York Russian. Yeah. Does yeah. it have the white stripes up the, sure. up the, up the sides? Yeah, no, I'm not Nico Bellique, my friend. Uh, <laughs> nice reference. Thank I you. I like that one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm fully relaxed and, uh, just, you know, bumming my way through Sekiro. You're making your way down Sekiro? I, I'm Perry not walking a thousand miles at all, friend. <laughs> <laughs> just to die again? Well, hey, Michael, this- congratulations. Oh. You are going to get to have one of the fastest editing sessions that you have had in quite some time mm, outside of, you know, ready. all of the uh, epithets you've got to pull out of this. Yeah, oh, sure. that takes no time at all, especially because I'm lazy and I just, like, take someone else's, like, noise and no, I just you're gonna do- copy over it. Because we're going to have a shorter episode this week, you're going to censor, censor. <sighs> Fine. Uh, Even Do you want to take a clip of this? Beep. There you go. All right, cool. I'll forget <laughs> to do that until I get to this part, and I'll probably have to re-edit it, but I don't care. That's fine. <laughs> Foopa. <laughs> there, now you got two. I'm, I'm I, using I said that both. one instead. <laughs> uh, John, reverse that, so oop. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you actually asked the Christian Stitcher whether or not she is keen on co-hosting uh, or, or being oh, on? Yes. Guesting, um, if you will. Give us an update. No, I haven't. And Michael, you ah, might okay. need to edit a little bit, but I'll, let me let me pull up uh, let me pull up the the tweeter real quick. You, I, I don't think we're gonna want to wait for real that. time response to this. I was saying, my I was saying he can ed- he can edit. He can no, oh, no, 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 no. Just because it's a short no, episode taking, doesn't. Nope, you're taking it out. No, I'm leaving this in. I'm leaving nope, this in. And I'm gonna I fill this you. dead air. Okay, start I'm filling this dead start, air. Begin, start shutting up now, please. I, nope. I, I'm <laughs> so ready to quit this podcast. Don't give him a reason. 
Shane, we already step away from that noose. I already said I, I'm putting a, a bullet in the uh, the damn jams podcast at this point. So we're we're halfway through killing me entirely. It would be faster if I did have like our Twitter pulled. Okay, up all well the while time. you're doing this, uh, John, I I stumbled across this when I was talking with Melissa. I said it's very ironic. So Hunter Thompson, for those who are unfamiliar, and I am eulogizing him essentially uh, in my shirt this evening because I had been thinking about this. So Hunter Thompson uh, committed suicide following the re-election of George W. Bush. He was so despondent at the thought of that man leaving this country again. And so I was explaining to Melissa how fervently he held the belief that Bush was kind of emblematic of all the things wrong with the American culture. So if you want to think of how apocryphal this is, given the circumstances that we're looking at presently, I wasn't sure whether we wanted to include this, but since we already kind of touched on this, here's an interesting quote, the quotable quote from Hunter S. Thompson. This is from the book Kingdom of Fear which is uh, the loathsome secrets of a star-crossed child in the final days of the American century. So there's a title for you. Yeah, no doubt. Here you are. And this is what's even funnier for the edit that Michael's going to have to do later on, because one of the words will reappear. No! I, well, it's in context. You have to understand what we're saying here. So ah, just, see, it's almost like having the word and, you know, in context. Shut actually up, racist, what you're saying, Shane. So here we are. <laughs> we have become a Nazi monster in the eyes of the whole world, a nation of bullies and bastards who would rather kill than live peacefully. We are not just whores for power and oil, but killer whores with hate and fear in our hearts. We are human scum, and that is how history will judge us. Ush. Sean Connery oh, for a second. Yeah. R.I.P. Oh, yes. Good night. Yes. Good night, uh, sweet prince. No redeeming social value. Just whores. Get out of our way or we'll kill you. Well, shit on that dumbness. George W. Bush does not speak for me or my son or my mother or my friends or the people I respect in this world. We didn't vote for these cheap, greedy little killers who speak for America today, and we will not vote for them again in 2002 or 2004 or ever. Who does vote for these dishonest shitheads? Who among us can be happy and proud of having all this innocent blood on our hands? Who are these swine, these flag-sucking halfwits who get fleeced and fooled by a stupid little rich kid like George Bush? They are the same ones who wanted to have Muhammad Ali locked up for refusing to kill They speak for all that is cruel and stupid and vicious in the American character. They are the racists and hate-mongers amongst us. They are the Ku Klux Klan. Piss down the throats of these Nazis. And I am too old to worry about whether or not they like it. Fuck them. I love everything about that. And uh, so if if he dispatched himself, at, at, you know, with despondency at the thought of George I Bush, was thinking yeah, of that I too shudder well. to yeah. think he'd need a fucking bazooka in order to purge himself of the reality of the American culture and consciousness right now. <sighs> well, Lord. on a completely opposite of that. Oh, thank take you. us back to Twitter, friend. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> thank you for the quote, times. because that was legitimately... It just sat heavy on my needed. mind today as we were running yeah. through everything, and I started reading DMZ again last night, uh, just okay. to kind of get myself used to the impending American Civil War that we're going to be dealing with. And uh, so, yeah, this is, this is where I'm sitting right now. But go ahead, John. Take us to a happy place. Well, speaking of triggering a civil war, 
uh, Christian Stitcher added disinformed pod. Are you telling me that now that I've listened to 78.366666 hours of this crap that I'm not even done because of the stuff on YouTube? If it ain't on, if it ain't on Stitcher, dot, 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 evil face emoji. Um, and then we also got, uh, our brains blown out. Uh, no, um, if only. And now Please. this, this, at Disinformed Pod, y'all were like, hope that this is a distraction or whatever on today's episode as I walked through the grocery store trying to not have a panic attack. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, you're welcome, I guess. Glad to stave off the panic I think, attack. Just because I know you, I think you actually mean that though. Because yeah. that was the intention of last week. And if you don't mean that, then you can just uh, take it out on Michael and we have you on the show properly. I which... mean, if we've proven we are ineffectual at almost everything that we do, and that's been well documented. So, I mean, trying to comfort people through trying times, not which, our forte. Yeah. Uh, no one should come to me for comfort. I think I will ask if she wants to hop on to the Thanksgiving episode. Reasonable. Okay. Sure. Why not? And that'll kind of line up with what we're kind of flirting with, is maybe doing a guest a month if we can. If we can. We're not committing to anything. But if it lines up, then why the the hell not, right? I I think it's a good format, to to be completely Mm -hmm. honest with you. And it it gives me kind of a a built-in to, if I'm, and all kidding and cock blockery aside, uh, if I get another breath in between weeks when I need to present a topic, I will probably feel a little bit better about the proposition. Yes. Well, um, yeah. That sounds cool. good to me. And I'm Michael. Rap. It's a Lovecraft. It's a Hubbard. Oh my goodness. Okay. Shin, can you end us? No. Is this a fade out? Yes. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, John, do you remember a couple weeks ago when you asked for a fade out and then I faded out and then I came back? He doesn't listen to you? the episodes. Aww. I didn't listen. He doesn't listen. Oh, really? Listen. I did it for you. I'll go back and listen now. I was way, way fucking busy. I didn't listen to anything for a couple weeks. I only listen to the sound of my own tired eyes on the way home. Yeah. So, bro, what kind of psychedelics are you taking when you leave work? Come find out, Cuckleberry Finn. Uh, well, I, I think I'm good. Yeah. So, Shane. Oh, he's not gonna do it. Shane, back away from the noose. Step back from that ledge, my friend. Well, uh, well for, I, uh, oh, for those of you who are, you know, big fans of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I hope that you, or if you just love Alan Rickman, you will appreciate mm. this moment of homage. If you like what we do on this podcast, and I have no idea why you would like what we do on this podcast, I suppose you could find one of those social fucking networks and press a button from time to time. Maybe that's a little too taxing for the intellect that you seem to be lacking, listener. So maybe if you're on Fuckbook sometime, you could find us there at facebook.com slash disinformed podcast or maybe you're one of those mouth-breathing automatons who really loves nothing but pictures and is so scared of fucking text that you have to run fleeing from it as though the goddamn room was on fire maybe that is what took you to instagram and maybe there you cannot find us at 
disinformed podcast. Or maybe you're one of those who wants to have a casual flirtation with linguistics, and so you'll confine it to 140 misspelled fucking characters. And you can find us there on Twitter at disinformed pod. Or maybe you can just avoid us altogether like you have been doing for the past two years. Maybe that's better. Or maybe you can be one of these red state motherfuckers out there and shove your head so far up your ass that you actually think that a goddamn red-faced Cheeto fucking ape is a good goddamn idea for the president of this country again. Or maybe you can fuck yourself. I don't know. There's a slew of options for you, and you won't choose a goddamn one of them because you can't make a goddamn decision short of would you like fries with that, you fucking cholesterol-laden, alcohol-imbued, cock-sucking cigarette fucks out there who cannot wait to goddamn die on the end of a dick. <laughs> Pray about it, you Christian cunts. Oh, my God. <laughs> this has been the Disinformed Podcast. I think I missed half of the references, but I understood the point. <laughs> now you know how I feel. You know. Here's another 20 minutes onto the episode because I wanted to be funny for five seconds. I'm cool with that. I like it. I like it a lot. Anywho, if I, you all are still enjoying listening to this podcast, I don't know why, but uh, we, are, we appreciate having you here. John, you what were you saying? Again. It would have been fucking hilarious if you just did the monologue again. <laughs> I, I, I'm not lacking for material. I'm sure I could manage another run. Oh, my God. No, I was like halfway through that. I was like, oh, Shane hasn't had a good rant in a good long while. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. And then Raiders, I was like, that was a good rant. I realized that your your foot was only halfway down on the excel. The second wave started. <laughs> And then just like a COVID surge, you just fucking killed it. You just fucking killed it. <laughs> As John has, has said previously, more waves than a Viking funeral. Yeah. <sighs> oh, I love Seriously, it. all we love you and we appreciate you being here. Don't mind me taking my rage out on your poor unfortunate ears. Just is what yeah. it is. And listen, if you believe in God... I respect and appreciate that, and I love you for it. We are obviously just, you know, it's a lot of pent-up rage and frustration. We have a lot of those who have any number of varied beliefs, be that political, religious, whatever the heck you want to do. We love you all. We support you all. We need to start healing as opposed to trying to wrangle one another's necks. We're just, the wound is a little too fresh presently from all Correct. of the nonsense happening. But, uh, you know, we're all here to, to just love and support one another. And speaking of Christians and nonsense, mm -hmm. can I do this? You can. We have a new sideshow, a sideshow attraction, a freak show, if you will. Indeed. Uh, Ooh, our new fanfic me. read, Hogwarts School of Prayers and Miracles. Or Miracle Miracles. Uh, Miracle Whip. <laughs> um, and that is on YouTube every Wednesday, uh, 10 a.m. Mountain Time. That's right. Um, wait, this is coming out. So 
Jesus Christ. Don't, don't try to do the math. No. Anyway, fuck it. it, it We're already into it. it. By the time you're hearing this, yes. you'll, you have a couple episodes to go back. And just like Michael's topic today, they are very short and digestible chunks on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually a lot more fun, in my opinion, than My Immortal was because we are doing it 100% live. Like, there's no editing because we don't have the time nor the care mm-hmm. to do video editing uh, to make it look prettier. Uh, so it's just cold reads. And <laughs> I had someone... Uh, message or dm us on instagram they're like you guys were bored like well we've had nothing but fucking time this year (laughs) to do this shit so uh we hope you enjoy it it's it's something and we will michael will do another uh full audiobook edit because we're we're doing proper audio capture as well so if you want the polished version it'll be there eventually Yes, hopefully. And of course, every Friday on the Tubes of You, you can find Disinformed After Dark, where we continue to be inane and uninteresting. It's just a different day of the week. Yeah. Essentially, you have a whole week of boring content. You're welcome. Monday, you hear our dumb voices. Wednesday, you hear our dumb reads with our dumb, boring faces. And then Friday, you see our dumb, boring faces talking about dumb, boring hypotheticals. So if you like being dumb and you like being bored, we have you covered three times a week. Done. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll keep coming back because you got nothing better to do. See also Shane's rant two minutes ago. Yes. And uh, Have if we, we hate fucked this? <laughs> I, I was going to say, and we've proven that we will continue recording this bloody thing, whether you're listening or not. So we appreciate you being here. Please come back. But if you don't, I assure you, our egos are not going to take any hit. There's nothing left. <laughs> so for the disinformed fucking podcast, I'm Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. Everybody stay safe out there. So long. And good night. So long and good night. I'm gonna say so long and good fucking riddance. <laughs> <laughs>